What you hear is the sound of a cow named Jenny being milked by the hands of a farmer named Terry. Jenny is a large Jersey cow. She has a soft brown coat and a beautiful face with soft eyes. She makes no real notice of us strangers while being milked. She only acknowledges us for a second with a glance, some gentle eye contact, and then returns to eating her sweet feed while Terry tugs at her udders. This particular morning, it's frosty outside and the air is crisp, but inside the barn next to Jenny, it's perfectly comfortable. The view outside is one of pasture, forest, and other animals wild and domesticated, meandering about as the day wakens. This milking routine is a routine that takes place every morning, and for Terry, this routine, or dare I say ritual, is therapy. It's a safe place, a place of prayer and contemplation. It's stability and it's freedom. It's an act of rebellion and an act of love. Morgan and I hope you enjoy this conversation with our friend Terry. I know we did. Hey everyone, welcome to A Common Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and I am here with my beautiful bride, Morgan. Hey everybody. This episode is a special episode because it's our first ever interview and we're pretty excited about it. I'm going to let Morgan introduce our guest, and then we'll jump right in. So as we were driving out to do the interview with Terry, I told Taylor, I think Terry's the only person that I know who matches your passion in life, which is true. I first met Terry seven or so years ago when I started diving into the Charlotte Mason homeschooling world. And one of my favorite things about her is that she is a woman who is continually growing. She is a lover of words and thoughts and ideas, and she's a doer and she is a go-getter, but not in a hustle sort of way, more of a, I'm going to educate my children, milk my cow, grow my flowers, live what I believe and care for my people just try and stop me kind of way. Every time Terry and I get together, I come away wanting more time with her. We're hoping to get her back on for a deep dive into flowers in the spring, but for now, I hope you enjoy spending the next few minutes with my friend Terry Woods. How did you get into all of this? Like, where did it start for you? Okay, the flower farming or the whole, like, homesteading? I want to know the homesteading starting stuff. like yes did your mom have a garden did no. you no 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 so where did yeah no we where were we were um city slickers you know mo- my dad was in the military so we moved all the time so never really had a garden nothing like that um but my grandparents did mm. and my grandparents home was my safe place, my happy place, my, and, um, I lived in the same house from the time, you know, I can remember. Mm-hmm. And they had a great big garden. My grandfather was fire chief for a while and they had a great big garden behind the fire station. 
And whenever I'd go and visit them, we'd go out to the fire station and, you know, mm-hmm. um, work, work in the garden. And then I'd can with my mamma. I called him mamma and papa, Kentucky. And, um, <clears throat> so that's where, I think that's where my love of gardening came from is just because I loved them so much and that's what they did, you know? So, yeah. So did you garden throughout your, no. like, when did you kind of pick this back up and it kind of became part of your lifestyle? Um, when we moved out here, uh, Eric actually had this house when we got married. And then probably, I don't know, probably four or five years into, um, you know, being a wife and a mother, um, I thought, well, I'll try growing a tomato. Yeah. <laughs> you know, huh? but every, I'm an extreme personality. So, you know, it wasn't a tomato. It was 47 tomatoes and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some corn and, you know, I mean, I, I, that's the way I do things. And so it was terrible and it was, you know, but, um, but we did it and we ate a real tomato. And when you eat a real tomato, when you've been used to grocery store tomatoes. You notice it. <laughs> it makes a, it makes a difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it just kind of grew from there and slowly you add something every year kind of thing. Pretty much. Um, as our kids, um, got a little bit older, um, I started thinking about work for the kids. Um, I wanted my kids to be hard workers. I wanted my kids to have chores. I wanted my kids to have, um, something that they had to take care of rain or shine every day. Um, and so that's when, that was the reason it wasn't for the eggs. It was because I wanted my kids to have something to take care of. Mm. Um, and that's why we got chickens. So we started with chickens. Yeah. Okay. So that was the first animal. That was the first animal. I mean, other than like dogs. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So where are you now? Can I tell us about what you have going on today? All right. Um, we have laying hens. And then um, every year we do about 200 meat birds, and we do all that processing ourselves. So this thing is full of chicken over here. Um, and then we, um, we've got goats that we've retired that used to be our dairy goats, but we don't do that anymore. And um, we've got five cows. Um, and what else? I guess that's it. Oh, pigs. And we've got, um, we keep a couple of pigs going all the time. And that's about it. Yeah. And nine children with how many grandbabies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nine kids and five grandchildren. That's amazing. So yeah. your hands are full. But yeah. you have a lot of helpers. A lot of helpers. And that you couldn't do it without your helpers. Absolutely not. In fact, I said I would never get um, a new type or kind of animal unless I had a corresponding child Mm -hmm. to care for that animal. So I didn't get dairy goats until Sydney was old enough to help me milk. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Julia came along and that that was their thing. Sydney and Julia did all all the goat milking. So... So you got into this by growing a tomato. Yeah. Actually, 40-something tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of progressed to where you are now. You have 
your Jersey cow, some pigs, some, uh, you said some meat birds, uh-huh. chickens, yeah. some laying hens, you've retired your goats, you've got flowers, vegetables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What keeps you going? Because at some point it has to go beyond just a fascination with something to yeah. really it's sinking into who you are and what you want for your life. What, yeah. what keeps you going and doing all of this? Um, because it's good. Uh, you know, being in the Charlotte Mason community, you know, there's the pursuing truth, beauty, and goodness. And there's just something so true and so good and so beautiful about raising your own meat and raising your own vegetables and, um, eating watermelon with the seeds in it and spitting them out with your grandkids, (laughs) and picking blackberries and making a pie and do, you know it's just that the food tastes different and it's better for you and um it's just a, it's just good yeah i felt that yeah. <laughs> it was that was enough honestly yeah. if all you said was it's because it's good yeah. that would have been enough <laughs> i felt that i wasn't expecting that yeah <laughs> but that was good <laughs> yeah Okay, so we came specifically because we are interested. First of all, we have tasted and we have seen that raw milk is where it's at. (laughs) We love some raw milk, and I think of all the raw milk we've had, you have, um, we yours has been the best. Yeah, and um, Jenny's, Jenny's, Jenny milk. That's everybody. All my grandkids. Can I have some Jenny milk? (laughs) <laughs> Jenny is her Jersey cow that she yeah. milks, and she is a sweetheart. She's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, so we came to to learn from you and to ask you kind of like how you do it, what it's all about. Um, but And we wanted advice. We wanted some of your, your wisdom and insight. And so what would you say to someone that is a few steps before you? Maybe they haven't planted those tomatoes yet. Yeah. Or they have, and they just, they want to, they hear what you say, and they want to be where you are, or they at least want to go down that path. What advice, wisdom, what would you share with those people? Um, I'd actually encourage them to not research so much and just do it. <laughs> I think a lot of people research the stew out of stuff, and then they don't do it. Um, it just, you know, they just, um, is it like information overload Yeah, and they we just have get too much, too many YouTube videos, you know, um, just get out there and you know, you just can't go wrong with chickens. I mean, mm. this might sound terrible, but yeah, you might kill a couple of them, but you know, they're chickens and <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to do the best you can for them. Right. Of course. But, but they're chickens. Right. And, um, and so, you know, just get some. <laughs> Just yeah. go and get a few. So They've don't got overthink them at it. Supply. They've got them at Rural King. You know. Get you some chickens. Yeah. Learn what it looks like to take care of an animal and right. what's required. Right. So just incremental steps. Don't be too afraid to take the next step. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. What I was gonna say is I think that's something that we see so often with the people that have reached out to us for help with a garden or chickens, backyard Uh chickens, is that they just 
are paralyzed by yeah. the amount of information. And that's something I've always admired about you is you're just like, do it, just yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think first step, I mean, buy the seeds, right? Yeah. Plant them in the ground. Um, I mean, seeds are what? Two fifty a pack. Yeah. So you get 50. Throw them in the ground. If nothing happens, oh well, you know. Right. <laughs> so. And like you said, you've learned from your mistakes. So you learn, oh, well, I probably need to have a fence because the bunnies just ate all my flowers. Right. Or, you know, learning through experience instead of trying to learn everything through a course. Or like oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we have taken courses, very expensive courses, and are now um, having to relearn things because you can take a course if the courses, um, the people who wrote that course live in Washington State. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to look anything like what it is to grow something in Alabama. Do they have Bermuda grass in Washington state? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, climate and, you know, weather patterns, all, everything is so different. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we, we took a course and invested in a whole bunch of landscape fabric, thousands of dollars. And um, it took me a couple, I mean, I knew immediately that I hated it, but it took several years for me to eventually phase it all out and do what instinctively I really knew that I wanted to do. <laughs> mm. And, um, you know, so even if you do and go the course route, it's, that's not, you know, it's trial and error. You just have to do it and fail and do it and fail and do it. And, Oh, I got a little something right here, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, that's how, that's how you do it. So, and so you guys are growing flowers out here. Mm -hmm. Tell people a little bit about that operation. Um, well, we, we do uh, an event, you pick a uh, flower field, and we grow pretty much from about March through October. Um, and yeah, we have, uh, we keep things, we try to keep things kind of pretty out here so that people can come out and pick their own flowers and have a picnic and, you know, spend time in the flower field. And yeah, that's what we do. That's amazing. And yeah. we're sitting in your event barn. Yeah. Is that what you call this? Event building. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. You have a great setup out yeah. here. Yeah. So where can people find you if they're listening and they're like, Ooh, I want to go do a you pick flower farm and you're around North Alabama or you want to fly into town to yeah. do it? <laughs> um, because yeah. our listeners are international, uh, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Field and Forage Flowers. Um, and yeah. Okay. That's how you can Field find us. Field and Forage Flowers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then they just type in Huntsville, Alabama and, and that'll you'll it, pop it'll, right up. It will pop right up. Yeah. Anything else you want to ask? Yeah, I have one more question. Uh -oh. Okay. So how important do you think it is for children to grow up with some sort of sense of responsibility like your kids have seen mm -hmm. here? Or do you worry for the children of the United <laughs> States of America? <laughs> like how, 
How have you seen, now that most of your kids are grown, Mm -hmm. this lifestyle, do you think that this lifestyle has affected the person that they have become or are becoming? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, how important? A 15. (laughs) Um, Yeah. we, uh, We went to the beach a couple of years ago. And Josh, uh, we couldn't find somebody to, we were milking the goats at the time and we couldn't find anybody for the first three days. And Josh had to stay behind. He's my 20 something, uh, you know, he is of all my kids, uh, very interested in name brand clothing and, you know, he likes to spruce himself up and all that. He looks like a city slicker. (laughs) And, um, anyways, he, so he stayed behind for the first three days and milked the goats for us um, until our other person could take over. And he came down and, uh, t- and we were sitting out on the balcony, you know, watching the ocean. And, and he said, mom, I forgot how good it is to milk a goat. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you know, and he just, he just said, there's just something so right about it, you know? And I just think that it just grounds you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I, I've, I've had a list for my kids of what I want, you know, for my children. And number one is to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And right underneath that is to be a really hard worker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I wanted. And, um, most of my kids are pretty hard workers. Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> we so, can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Terry, thank you so much for being so generous. Yeah. And we've really enjoyed this little conversation and the insight that you've shared, not only here, but, um, throughout our relationship with you. Yeah. You've, you've been somebody we really look up to and, want to aspire to be like you and your family. So thank you. 